0: How many of you love Jesus today? How many of you love Jesus today? Amen. Jesus, we thank you so much for who you are. We give you glory right now. (laughs) Come on, just give him glory. We give you glory right now. We say you are amazing. You are awesome. You are so beautiful. Jesus, I pray that as we come into the house today, that we would lay everything down everything down for you, our King, our Lord, our Savior. We pray today that you would have your way in this place. Have your way in each heart today, Father God. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Can we say amen? Amen. Well, what an honor and an opportunity we have today. It's not just Sundays, it's every day to worship our King. But today, we get to do it together as the family of Christ. So this morning, when we go back into worship, let's do it as a family, loving our king, believing for breakthrough for one another, believing that God is gonna do something powerful and amazing, because that's who he is, amen? Well, we wanna welcome you to Community Church. If you're visiting, we're so glad you're with us today. If this is your home church, we just love you guys. And we're thankful for each person in this house today. Pastor Mark is in Saskatchewan. He's doing a teaching uh, this whole weekend, and today he's speaking Saskatoon, right? Texas. What? He's Texas now. So he did a Holy Spirit teaching. Okay. Don't listen to me because I'm listening to Facebook, right? And I know he's doing one coming up. Then that's correct. Okay, so scrap all that. Pastor Mark is in Texas right now. (laughs) Pastor Mark, if you're watching, we love you. Come on. Lord, we just pray you bless him right now that you'd fall upon him. Use him for the glory of our King, we pray in Jesus' name. Well, Nathan's coming up, our wonderful Bible College student, and he's got some announcements for us, so why
1: don't you share them? Thank you. Good morning, everyone. So if you're new, please please fill out a visitor card and leave it at the Welcome Center. And as well, come see me after service. I'll be behind the coffee shop and you'll give you your free latte. And who loves chili? Oh, there we go. Uh, Today after service, we're having our annual chili cook-off in the fellowship hall. So stick around. Do not run away. There'll be delicious chili to eat. And for the youth grades 7 to 12, November 10th to the 12th at Camp, Camp Nachman. Early bird registration starts now and it is $130 until November 3rd. Then cost goes up to 150 So register your kids now. And then Pastor Paul will be at the Welcome Center after the service today. If you need any more information, just go, go talk to him. And Young Adults is starting up again. There will be, oh, I shouldn't say that. There is a lunch for Young Adults November 19th, and there'll be more details coming soon for that. And last but not not least, this past week on Tuesday, my beautiful wife gave birth to our son. (laughs) A few weeks early, but he made it here safely, healthy, baby boy. And May would be here today, but she did not get much sleep due to Luke snoring a lot last night. Um, <laughs> so, thank you, everyone, for your prayers for us and lifting us up. All right, we got one more
0: announcement. Sharon, come on up. There you are, right in front of me.
2: Yeah, good morning, church. Uh, we have a window uh, of opportunity this week. Uh, Our provincial government is having their AGM this weekend and uh, they will be discussing the gender situation in our schools. And so, um, there's an MLA that's going to bring up the situation about the pronouns and it's going to be brought up about parental rights. And so, Della has drafted a letter and uh, we want everyone to send out this letter to our Premier by email. This week, and uh, and if so, uh, after the service, if you could meet us at the uh, welcome center, and then uh, for you to sign up and give us your email address, and then Della, she can send you the letter. You can send the original letter or you can tweak it wh- however you want to do this. But I think it's really important that if you've never had an opportunity to be involved in, in this whole thing with the schools, this is your opportunity. And, uh, so, and also, if you could send the letter out to family and friends, you know, if we can get as many people to send a letter to our premier on this, it would just be so awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah, this is important stuff, right? This is where sometimes it's the church where we hope somebody else will take care of it. And this is where we have an opportunity to actually raise our voice and let our voice be heard. And so I'm gonna encourage you, make sure you go and connect with them after the service. Don't just walk by them because this is important. This is important for our kids and their future, right? We want God back in the schools don't we? We want God ruling our kids, not this other stuff. And so we want to see that happen again. Let's stand to our feet. So Father, as we go back and worship right now, we just declare you're worthy. You are so worthy. And so Father, as we raise our hands, lift our voices, give you our heart, right now we declare, and use your own words right now, we declare that you are amazing. We declare that you are faithful. We declare that we love you. We declare that you are awesome. Whatever you need him to be today, begin to declare that because that's the truth. You are our provision. You are our provider. You are the one who will break through in whatever needs we have. So Father, today we choose to lay down all of our thoughts and we choose to worship our king. So let's worship him. I just want you to put your hand on the person sitting, standing beside you. I feel like this is a moment where God just wants to touch each person in this room. If you see someone sitting by themselves, just walk on over to them or or reach your hand over to them. I don't want one person left, even the people on the soundboard right now. I I just want you to lay hands on each other because I feel like this is a kingdom moment. We're praying for shift. We're praying for transformation. We're praying for healing. We're praying for deliverance. We're praying for provision. Father God, right now, we stand with one another, claiming that you are a great God, claiming that you are a God that will take us out of whatever it is we need to be taken out of. So, Father, for the person on the left of us or the right of us, we're praying for healing. We're praying for transformation. We're praying for a miracle. We're praying for something to shift right now, Father God. Father, this is the moment we believe, we trust that you are the same God. And in this moment, you can shift all situations in this room. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I pray that those situations will be shifted, transformed and changed in Jesus' Name. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, today I'm excited about uh, who's speaking. It's this wonderful lady walking back up here. Come here, Die. Now, just before I hand the mic over to her, I just, I just want to honor you as a mom in this house. And you have gone in the trenches. You have been so faithful to walk with so many people in this room. And so as a church, we welcome you, we bless you, and we're so thankful that you choose to love this house, this body, this community, and so we're honored for you to share today. Can we say amen to that? Let's
3: welcome her. Thank you, wow. There you go. I feel better now. (laughs) I love this house. I love it with all my heart. And when I was growing up, my dad had a deep, deep, deep love for the church. And it looked maybe just like he just was there all the time. And he liked to do all the stuff and he liked to do the things at church. But he had a love for what the church represented and a love for the people of God. And he gave that as a gift to me. And I don't just love you because I'm awesome and I love easy. I don't. I'm not awesome. But there is something that was a gift passed on to me from my dad. And so I'm grateful for that. Also, you are very easy to love, so it makes it awesome. But uh, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for each person in this room. Thank you, God, that you want to meet each one of us this morning. Yeah, I even speak over you, Gord, this morning. He walked in. He's like, I'm exhausted. And so we just speak the refreshing of God over you, the refreshing, the renewal, the substance of God into your spirit, who he is. We call on him for power over your home. They need electricity in their house. They still don't have electricity in their house. They're running on a generator. Thank the Lord for generators, but God, we just ask even more than the natural power your power to come through in their home and in their lives but we ask for the power too yeah Yeah. Yeah. thank you lord thank you lord oh i'm actually i'm actually going to share this morning with with a few people and i have i i've really felt the lord wanted to remind us and it's so cool ken didn't know what i was going to talk about but he felt to introduce the song, Same God, this morning. And you know that all the things God is who was and is and is to come. So he was our healer. He is our healer. He will be our healer. He was our deliverer. We remember he is our deliverer right now. He will be our deliverer. He provided then. He provides now. He will provide. He is all those things. All of his. He saved us. He saves us. He will save us. He is all these things. He is who he says he is, and we get to celebrate him this morning. We get to actually. Uh, I believe there's a there's a redemption story that is going to come through this room, and some of you are in a place where like, oh God. I need you to redeem me. I am not walking in redemption or hope right now. So I say to you, he will redeem you. There are those of you in the room who are like, I know. I know that I know that I know. He is my redeemer. I know it right now. He is. Some of you, God will remind you, remember. Remember when I did this and this. Remember when I spoke to you as a kid at a camp. Remember when I did something for you at school or on your first job or when you first got married or something like that. Maybe your marriage is in the shambles today, but remember when that first covenant was made. Remember, remember, and God's gonna remind us he was our redeemer. He is and he will be. He's so good. Yeah, he He's so good. So we're gonna um I had a dream. I I had a I've had a bunch of dreams lately and I I don't know I always say I'm not really a dreamer because I'd listen to these people who dreamt in like seven thousand layers like Melina, like she dreams in such detail and color and like she could take an hour to tell you a dream because a dream lasted that long and she knows every detail and I'm like, whoa, that's that's a dreamer. But I get these little blips in the night. And it's kind of like my personality. I'm kind of a blip personality. Like I'm just like, get something in the house. Hey, how about this? And my Kenner is my a very methodical person. So he just loves that I'm blip all the time. Just, just can roll with me all the time. He goes, who are you talking about now? Which one are you talking? What are you saying? I'm like, yeah, I'm a blipper. So Anyway, but God's dreams and dreams. And I had come up, it was actually was, I have lots of dreams in this church. So sometimes actually, you know what, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that there's not miles of people waiting to get in this building. Because I've dreamt it. And it's like it's, it's real. And so I'm like, oh, oh, I guess it didn't happen today. But I know it's coming. Like all these things of revival. I dream about surges of Power. <laughs> God's giving like surges of power and waves of glory. He gives me these awesome dreams of things that have happened, but things that are to come. But he said to me in this, well, I shouldn't say, he said to me in this dream, I dreamt that I walked up here, I think it was kind of during a prayer meeting, but let's say it was right now. And I came up here and all of a sudden I started shouting, believe, believe believe. And I said, I believe, I believe, I believe. That was a dream. Oh, if we actually believed, can you imagine what would happen? Can you imagine if we actually believed what would happen? I don't believe fully yet. I honestly, I don't. I wish I did believe more, but I'm coming and I believe this morning. I actually do believe this, this morning, that you will all if you say yes, we will come into a place of believing more than you believed. Because it's in the room. There's a gift of faith in the room for you to believe. And I even feel now, I'm actually going to say, I'm shifting, shifting, shifting. I feel God is saying, again, he saved then, he saves now, he will save there are people in this room who don't know that they 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 belong to Jesus that he saved them and he says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead you will be saved so right now right now there is an opportunity for you right now you know when I was little I prayed to ask Jesus into my heart every single night because I was terrified that I would die in the night. So every night I asked him into my heart. Not a lot of belief there, but anyway, I just kept going after the situation. But I want to say if we believe in our heart that Jesus came and died and God raised him from the dead, we will be saved and if we confess with our mouth. So I'm gonna confess it now, Jesus is Lord. I want you to confess it with me. Jesus is Lord, let's say it again. Jesus is Lord, let's say it again. Jesus is Lord. You're saved, you're saved, you are saved. It's done, You you are saved. You are saved, you will be with him. You are with him, you will be with him. Oh, he's so good. Oh, OK, good. Psalm 103, one of my favorites. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, oh, i talk to you about it. I'm going to read it, actually. Talk about it. OK, time, focus. OK, here we go. Ready? Oh, Joan, good job. Joan Captain's on the uh, pro presenter today, and she's doing great. OK, here we are. Let's just say it together, why don't we, since it's up there. Here we go. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Let's say it again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Next one. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Okay. Okay. That means don't forget. Forget not. Don't forget. Don't forget. Are you ready for this? This is what he does. This is who he is. Ready? Who forgives all. Hang on. How many? How many? How many? Yes. Here we go again. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who needs a healing in the room? What did he say? who all, he heals all our diseases. Next one. Okay, here, I like this one. Who redeems your life from destruction. When I first uh, memorized this as a kid, it was probably the NIV. Who redeems your life from the pit. And I could relate to the pit, like, oh, I was in the pit a lot as a kid. I was a very depressed child. Surprise, God redeems not so depressed anymore, okay let's do that again, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, and this is so fun for a, for a 56 year old, here we go, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles, some of us need to declare that a lot of times, oh anyone feeling a little old? Bailey? You're like 23. What's going on? Okay, Bailey, your assignment this week? Memorize that verse. This is who he is. This is what he does. So we say today, we believe you. We believe you, God. We believe you. We believe you said it. You're going to do it. We believe you. Oh my goodness. Quick story and then I'm going to have a couple of people share. When I was a kid, I've shared this with some of you before, I was a very silent child. I know. If it were not so, I would have told you. It is true. I was silent. I was actually a kindergarten dropout. I was. I didn't talk for three months. My parents finally went, I think she's not coping well. We probably should bring her home. I didn't talk at all. I went to grade one, started school silenced they put me in a class for special people and suddenly after christmas i opened my mouth and then they went oh she actually is smart like she can think (laughs) she can read she can do these things so i was that kind of kid very 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 closed in i don't feel like that so much anymore there's some redemption that's gone on there I had a terrifying, paralyzing fear of heaven. You thought I was gonna say hell, didn't you? Maybe. I had a terrifying fear of heaven. I had a fear of hell. I had a fear of God. I had a fear of Satan. I had a fear of my mom and dad. I had a fear, a terrible, terrible fear of dying. It plagued me every single day of my life, probably into my, tw- into my 20s. I was in the hospital as a kid because I had severe stomach problems. I wonder why. That, the enemy came to me, oh well, I, I believe, it just it was either in a dream or a vision, but it's so clear. I was standing before God. You think, oh, this must be a God dream. No. I was standing before God and God said to me, if you don't learn this many Bible verses, I will not let you in. He played dirty, and I believed it. I actually know a lot of scripture. I actually memorized a ton of scripture. A lot of it out of fear, and some of it out of religion. But God is actually redeeming that. He's taking those things, like, the Lord is my shepherd. I say, no, it's a person. It's not like, learn this or you're gonna die. It's God. Those who trust in the Lord will be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed but forever abides. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And this one, you know, when they always say, Everyone say a verse that you know, and they're like, Jesus wept. But now I go, Jesus wept. Oh God. He wept. He wasn't a robot here on earth, He felt things. He felt things deeply, and He wept. So what I learned in those other frameworks, He is redeemed, and His Word becomes more and more alive to me, His breath and life to me. It's amazing, and this is what He's here to do for us today. I remember. In, the, in light of uh, being so afraid of, of heaven. And eternity scared me. It scared me. I didn't get it. It terrified me. I was like, what is this thing? What do you mean it'll never stop? It just terrified me. And now seeing that, oh God, you have made me to be in a generation where I love heaven, and I long for heaven, and I, I love reading Revelation, and I actually, like, because the enemy tried to steal that, but God says, no, what the enemy meant for evil, I will turn for good. He promises it. We sing it over and over again. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop. You're doing something. He's doing something in the midst of your pain. Some of you have children that are battling, that are not doing well. There's something that, I mean, we go after it. Of course we go after it. We pray for them. We come around them. We mentor them through it. But God is training them for something. He's training them for something. I've been in a three and a half year or so um, thing with God. God. Where what I used to feel, I don't feel anymore. Like this morning, I don't feel anything. I don't feel it. My feelings are kind of like, and then about a year ago, also my mind didn't think clearly. Somebody said, it's hormonal. I'm like, yeah, it is. But it's more than that. God is doing something in me that I don't rely on my emotions. I don't rely on on just how I can think something through he is going somewhere deep in me but it feels like I'm in a dark hole and that my prayers are brass and they're not but yet I'm seeing fruitfulness and I'm seeing life all over the place but my which for my personality is very difficult like that is not a fun journey but in the midst of he's doing that. And I thought, you know, this morning when Sharon came up and talked about what we're pressing in for our kids. Oh, they're being hit with this gender stuff. But could this be the generation where it talks about in Joel 2 that in the last days, my sons and daughters will prophesy. My sons and daughters So in this year of confusion, no, the redemption of God says, my sons and daughters, my sons and daughters will do this. My sons and daughters, they will know their sons, they will know their daughters, and they will prophesy in the last days. They will bring forth my kingdom in the last days. Could it be, could it be, the enemy intends something for evil, but, oh, what God's gonna do with this generation, unstoppable, unstoppable, absolutely unstoppable so whoa Chris is like do you think you'll have enough uh, I can fill in if you need hmm. shabba shabba okay I'm actually not gonna (laughs) stop talking die stop talking no it's good I'll share some things after too but I want to invite a couple friends of mine to share their redemption story and each one as they share I welcome you to breathe in, to let the Lord come and just heal your mind and your heart and your spirit and your emotions and every part of you. As you hear their redemption stories, they're just going to share a little bit of their stories and it's, it's going to fill your, fill your heart with hope. And you're going to come into something new and you remember some things that maybe you haven't remembered for a long, long time. Papa Murray is going to come first. <sighs> it's Murray's 60th birthday today. Oh, man. We love this man. We love this man. We love this man. I don't know why. I'm okay. I don't, I don't think I need Just kidding. Oh, we honor you. We honor you as a pillar in this house. We honor you as someone who goes so deep and so high, I can't even see your levels. I can't even see your levels. I can't even see how high and how low you go and how broad you go. You are a papa and a father in this house and in this nation and we honor you. We honor you with all of our hearts. We are honored to have you speak to us today.
4: Um, I don't remember how long ago it was that uh, God asked me just to come release a blessing to you. And it was um, my foster parents had over 50 kids come through their home over the years and some were for days, some for weeks, some months, some years. And uh, God just asked me to come over and release that blessing to you that you would be that in this house, that you would be the one who fosters the love of God to all those that are here, to all your children that are here, for however long they're here for. And uh, I see the fruition of that. So, I, uh, I also tell my, my, my sons, um, in grade nine we moved. I went to a new school and uh, school started September. And it was just before Christmas break I said hello to the first person. <laughs> so, but um, I did make some notes even. Let's see, I got it in. Uh, my wife has the Bible app, everybody has the Bible app. She has it on all people, folks. She's like, in the beginning. <laughs> So I wanted to start out with uh, a scripture that God gave me. This is Acts 17.26, uh, New King James. It says, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. And he has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. One of the love languages of orphans is, Destiny identity and value and so God speaks to me of these things And if you're wondering why you're here It's because God pre-appointed your time and he set your boundaries and so here and now when we're looking for heroes of the faith Abraham is not here. Paul is not here. David's not here you are here for this time and in this place. I was uh, whining to the Lord one day. I do that sometimes. He's good with it. We're good with it. We've learned to have uh, conversations. So Um, I asked him, I said, you know, God, you gave me a specific DNA from my parents. But I didn't get to grow up with them. I had uh, six brothers and sisters, had a big family, but I didn't get to grow up with him. And I'm like, why was that? And he answered in a very simple term. He said, Moses. Like, okay, do you want to expand on that? <laughs> he said, Moses, even though he didn't have a super dysfunctional family, and, uh, didn't have alcoholic parents or any of that kind of stuff, he didn't get to grow up in his house because I had a destiny for Moses. And to get him to that destiny, I need to change his setting. And he didn't need to grow up in the house of a slave. He needed to grow up in the house of a king in order to fulfill that destiny, in order to see how a nation runs. And so he said, (laughs) Murray, I had to change your setting. For your destiny. Yeah. The things that I have for you to do. I had to change your setting. Amen. So, yeah, I don't know how much this to get into, but um, like I said, I was born in a big family. I'm the youngest of seven, born in just over eight years. So a little bit of stress for my mom after a few years. She couldn't handle it, and she left. So my dad didn't know what to do. Seven kids trying to work. Um, So we were dropped off at an orphanage. We became wards of the court, and then we were moved into different foster homes. So my first very clear memory is being three and a half, getting out of car, walking across the street, upstairs, in a front door and being told, this is your new home. So I have this trauma of relinquishment, of being relinquished, of when the people who you think are supposed to love you, you don't think that they do. So that's where the journey began. But as we talk of redemption, we talk of a God who redeems things. One of the things he has redeemed for me is family. And even in this place, I have such a family of people here. And uh, another love language for me is, is uh, dwelling, as in people who will dwell with you. People who consistently show up, and I have those people in this room, and I'm so thankful for them. They just keep showing up for me, and they don't need to speak, although we're shifting levels, that's changing, but it was just that they would keep showing up for me, and th- what that means, and you'll see that I express that to you That you'll be standing there, and then I'll be standing beside you all of a sudden. I'm just there. I just want you to know. I don't have words for you. I just want you to know that I am with you. I want you to know that you belong. And so these are the things that God is building in me, that he's redeeming in me, that I am relinquishing and giving to you. So... God has given me some promises, and some of them, I mean, if God gives you promises, you hope they're out of reach. You hope there's one of those things that, like, I don't know how you're going to do that. One of them, he, he said to me, he was going to make me a father of fathers. I'm like, I have no idea how you're going to do that. I don't even know how to do it myself. And I think just the humility of that helped me to be a father. And he taught me things along the journey. I remember specifically uh, my boys had done something and uh, I had gotten angry at them and spanked them and yelled at them and put them to bed and I slammed the door and left their bedroom and he stopped me and he said Murray, that was over the top for this situation, and so I need you to go back in and apologize to them." I'm like, they're like three or four, I'm like, I'm not even sure they're going to understand this, but because you said, I will. And so I went in and I apologized, I explained that, you know, what you did deserves punishment, but I went too far, and so I'm sorry for that. In conversation with my sons just this year, they remember that. (laughs) So, later today we have dinner, we have Sunday dinner, that's something that we do as a family. It's another thing that God is redeeming, something that's new for us, first generation, that we get to start traditions of our own. (laughs) Jesus wept, right? He did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how how long we're allowed to go, but um, I know in Isaiah 61 that the, it says the Lord is that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, and uh, it said is he, He's given me an instructed tongue, and that's the redemption of the Lord. Is he instructs our tongue from the things that we live in, and through he instructs our tongue and those things. Becomes strengths in us. And. uh, Just kind of bouncing all up and down here. (laughs) Um, Okay, just two more quick things, I guess. One thing he said to me just last night, he said, the redemption of your children will look different. And yet it will look the same as your redemption because. I am the redeemer, and I will be the consistent one in that. So I just wanted to read from Ephesians. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment. So Father, I just thank you. I know that you are good. I have seen your goodness in the land of the living. And I thank you for that. And so I want to release all my friends and family here. I want to release the peace of sonship. The peace of sonship, God. The peace of knowing that you belong. Of knowing you are his. Of knowing a good, good Father. So thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for faith. Thank you that you are a redeemer. Amen.
3: Bless you. Oh, sorry. A good voice. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Wow. Travis, you ready? Oh, it's so good. Doesn't it feel rich in the room? It feels so good. Oh, here's an uh, amazing guy who's gr- actually grown up in this church, but boy, God is doing some amazing stuff in his life, and I, I want you to hear it and and actually getting excited for him and not holding back your joy over him. It's actually gonna bless you. <laughs> so here you go. Hey
5: everybody. Sounds <sighs> nice. Uh, hey, uh so yeah, Dai Di asked me to share my testimony and I've never I've never told my story like this before, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, at uh so I was born with a with a stutter, like a very a very crippling stutter that I had, uh, anybody who knows me for longer than like ten years knows us um, and i and i still I still have it today, and i I know how to cope with it and i i won 't say i won 't say God magically took that away that was uh that was that's definitely not what happened <laughs> uh, but yeah i was uh so you yeah, you were talking about when you were a kid and you were taken out of school i because uh, you weren't talking. I remember in grade five, I cheered with the rest of the kids, and like that's five years, six years of knowing these kids, and I cheered with the rest of the kids for uh, winter vacation, you know, Christmas vacation, and then uh, this one kid turned to me who I'd known my whole life, and he's like, "I didn't know you could talk," and and yeah, like that's like that's legitimately the level it was at. Like I did not, I did not have, I did not have relationships. Um, I couldn't have a, I couldn't have an unblocked conversation until I was 20, um, and I mean blocked. That's like a where like you're speaking and then you 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 get blocked. Um, but yeah, so when I was so I, I yeah I, I grew up in this church and I was obviously very shy because of this, like very hindered relationally. And then I remember I had a very. Uh, my my grandfather was a was a charismatic preacher and he and he also a linguist and uh, and he was a very very intelligent man and he would i would go I would go there and during the summers and i remember he he prayed over me I was just sitting in the back trying to like actually formulate what the story was and' like oh, this is actually an important moment um, but he uh my my grandfather Prayed and like he, he would, like, he like sat me down. I'm 15, 16, and he just like starts speaking in tongues over me for, uh, for, a, like, which was very normal. I, I thought everybody did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> as a community that I like, both church and family wise, it was very normal. And then, uh, but then. God or I, I remember he he prayed and he was like weeping and so I'm like watching my it was like very like this old man to me just crying and he says like don't stop don't stop talking it's important that people hear what you have to say. And that that right there is what I hold on to very, very clearly. And it's not um I look at it like a responsibility. It's to to not stop pushing and to not stop to not stop pushing, and I—I uh, I was reading the verse in the back. What—what uh, what you meant for evil, God used for good, and it says, "So that many will be saved." Yes. And that's—that's uh, that's how I see all of life. Like, if you stop pushing, if you stop—if you start bending to your disabilities, if you start—if you start bending to the things that are—that are intrinsically wrong with you, like God doesn't care about those things at all. And—and and I mean that it's your responsibility to not care about those, those things. And, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, that could go like 50 different ways. But I'll just let you guys take that how you want. Um, yeah, so now I, that's been my attitude. It's like if I, I, I have to speak, I have to put myself so wholeheartedly. Like I said, like I could not talk until I was 20. Oh, and I remember God... Uh, He's been introducing like opportunities that are so uncomfortable <laughs> um, my uh, my entire life. I remember when I was 17, and my English teacher comes to me. He's like, hey, do you want to be the lead in the play for the school? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah you, you guys remember. And I, I actually had to go into speech therapy. I said yes wow. out of, you know, I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I had to go into speech therapy, so I would leave I would like go, I didn't study that year. I just practiced talking. Wow. And, uh, which my grades show. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, and then, uh, so that that's, but God, he like puts these opportunities in front of you and they're uncomfortable. And my my prayer for my life is that the opportunity, <laughs> the challenges that I have faced are, less than the challenges that I will face. Okay. And that there's gonna be harder things in the future, not not always trying to like just play defense. But uh yeah, so now that's uh that attitude like people need that what I've started to see is like, oh people need this attitude. They need yes. and uh yeah and so God has opened up some some opportunities business wise and like in the in the professional world, that's like my domain right now. It's like working with businesses and helping them. And uh, I don't want to get into all the details, but uh, it's amazing how like that attitude of like don't stop talking because it's important that you help people with what you have to say. It's like if you if you can take that and you can you you can apply it to any domain and everybody's the same. Like people just want people just want to be helped with what you have to say. So that's a. Do you want me to? Is that good?
3: Wow, isn't that great? Seriously, we celebrate the redemption story, wow. He's being super humble, because he's traveling all over the world and making a difference. God is opening crazy doors for him. And I say over you, Travis, that you are growing in favor with God and with man. And we see him all over your life, and we love it, and we bless it. We're honored that you're walking with us. Oh, I feel like he'll be known. He's going to be known. And wow, thank you, Lord. Bless his mom and dad, too. Wow. Bless you guys. Bless your prayers over him. Yeah, so good. Our last one is Kaylee, and many of you will know her, but not everyone will know her. And she's been coming and being part of this family. The Lord called her specifically here to be with us at this church, and so we are just honored. She has an amazing story, and she's going to share a snippet of it this morning. But I, but I would encourage you, uh, as even as you're hearing people's stories, sit sit down with people get together with people hear their story everyone's story is so magnificent and so welcome welcome we love you welcome to the family we love that you're with us and share your heart thank you
6: such an honor um i'm a little nervous (laughs) so just so you know um very long story short um i grew up in a very traumatic Household as a child, it was just a very unsafe atmosphere. My parents were very unhealthy. They experienced a lot of generational trauma, and so I just grew up very broken and experienced a lot of brokenness in my life. And experience like I just felt brokenness in pretty much every area, like mentally, emotionally, physically. It just was really showing itself, and. Um, probably the greatest longing of my heart, which is, this would be a very normal thing for any child or any human being, (laughs) but was to have a healthy family and to have parents who um, loved me without condition, who I could trust, who would be safe, and uh, probably when I was 20, uh, I moved to Calgary from Medicine Hat, and God established me in spiritual family with Luke and Sophie Niebergall, which... You guys probably know <laughs> they're amazing, um, but they didn't really love me as spiritual parents. They loved me as like biological parents. Yeah, just the love that they have demonstrated to me healed everything, <laughs> and I'm a very different woman than I was before I met them. And uh, yeah, so I can say right now, which this is so crazy for me even to testify, but. I'm healthy and I'm healed and I'm whole, <laughs> which is so wild. But my burden now is to see families reconciled, to see people have mothers and fathers, to see fathers reconciled to their sons and daughters. And um, it's kind of crazy too, because just like God turning um, bad things into good, I never expected this. But um, about a year ago, I don't have any education in this field. I only went to university for a year. I don't have experience in this field, but God opened a door for me in social work, working with um, families who are in the foster care system. And uh, now I get to see families reconciled and addiction broken off parents, and I've seen multiple salvations um, of people like, yeah, (laughs) I could share that for a while. but. and I'm coaching parents and seeing them uh, restored to their kids, so it's pretty rad. And
3: uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so good. I just think that's incredible. I just, and I know we have a lineup of people that could say like, hey, I've got a great story, because I can see it all through the room. Thank you, Kaylee. Wow. I just love you. I love who you are. And she's still walking out her story, and we're going to see more and more and more redemption in in all of our stories. God is taking so many things, and um, we're actually going to—you know what? Actually, we have been doing communion already this morning. We actually have been spending time in communion already this morning but we're gonna end our morning off with actually celebrating that. And communion, Jesus said, I earnestly desire, I want to eat this meal with you. He is this redeeming God who says his greatest dream is like, oh my family at that marriage feast, I can't wait, I can't wait. And I sent my son to make a way for that to happen so that we can all know him. And we can all be with him. And we can all celebrate with him. And so this morning, we've been actually celebrating. We've been actually hearing and being in, you know, community church, communion. There's something, you know, years ago people kept saying, you guys need to change the name of your church. It doesn't suit you. you need to change the name of your church. Oh, no, we did not. God just changed the identity yeah. He gave, us, he gave us what it actually looked like. And he is giving us. He's redeeming our name. He's redeeming the name of this church. And what usually was this relationship, only this and this, this and this, and sometimes we didn't know how to relate here. He's redeeming that. He's redeeming that in this house that we belong together that we celebrate together, that we hear each other. And after we finish this part, we're going to go and eat lunch together and have communion together. And we're going to hear, and I would encourage you as you're talking to people across the table, tell me your story. Tell me what struck you this morning as we were talking together. Tell me. I want to hear. I want to listen. I want to hear. I want to be part of this.
0: Wow. Let me just give a hand to everybody that shared. I appreciate the vulnerability because these are the real stories of things we have to endure and things we have to overcome. And so the one thing I love is that our Jesus, he's an overcomer. I just wanna read a scripture over you just before we end. It comes out of 1 John 5. Verse 4, it says this For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. Because we have Him, we have overcome. Isn't that powerful? It's so beautiful. Well, Lord, we thank you so much uh, for sharing your heart with us today. And, Father, I know right now that there are needs in this room, and I pray that as the testimonies have been shared, as the words have come out of Di's mouth, I pray, God, that for each of us in this room today that we would step into you just a little bit more, knowing that you are the one to take us through all of the stuff in our life. You are the one that will actually guide us, lead us, and help us to overcome. So we give glory to you in Jesus' name. Can we say amen?